Welcome back to Jay Tom Mollerick here. End of the first period. It is Boston College leading Merrimack 2 to nothing. Mike Magnin with John Leahy. And tonight's first intermission brought to you by Under Armour. And our guest here in the first intermission, Andy Powers from Boston College Radio. And we just heard Kenny Alvin do that promo there from TNT. How do you like the TNT coverage this year? I think it's great. I think it's great too. And I think it's uh, obviously, I like the exposure that hockey's getting, not only on TNT, but ESPN as well. And I think the more games, the better for everybody because I think it's a pretty good product that they have now at the NHL level. So, Get it out there. Make the broadcast exciting. I like their intermission stuff that they do with Wayne Gretzky and Chelios and those guys. So I think that the fans enjoy it. That's what's important and keep people coming back. We were on mute there for a couple of seconds. So just, just repeat that question. All right. So, uh, yeah, I was just asking Andy what he thought about the TNT coverage. Uh, on uh, TNT has gotten part of the NHL contract for television this year. Uh, it's been good. Yes, it's been very good. And if you've, if you've been following hockey for a long time, which we all have, is, you know, the NHL's tried a lot. Remember the puck that used to turn red if it was over 100 miles an hour? I don't think you need to do that, but I think what TNT is doing, what ESPN's doing, is bringing guys who are passionate about the sport to not only do the play-by-play in the uh, the uh, color announcers, but the between periods guys have been exciting and keep it interesting and, and make it more fan enjoyable. And I think that's been very good. TNT is obviously what they've done for the NBA as well, and I think that's uh, that's what the NHL is looking for. I think the NHL has a good product and get it out there. I, I was going to say I love the back and forth when they both on. They weren't on both on this week. But the back and forth between Biz Nasty and Gretzky, it's like, you know, here you got the greatest, one of the greatest players of all time, right? And another guy who by his own uh, admission is not, you know, right? But, the, you know, the two of them uh, have such interesting insights coming from, from totally different angles. Yeah, and it's, um, I think, you know, you have a guy like uh, Paul Bissonnette who's a very entertaining guy, and people want to see what he's going to say. And then you have Wayne Gretzky who's, you know, he's, he's iconic in the sport, and to have him on between periods is unbelievable. But you you, know, you see that they're real guys. They're real guys that, that have a passion about the, the sport of hockey, and that comes across. Yeah. Talking with Andy Powers from BC Radio. It's been a while since we talked to you. I don't think we got to do that last year. And, you know, it's been a while going back to the year before. It seems like this year is more, back, no, not totally back to normal, but it's getting there. How's it been uh, for you guys in from BC? BC's been very good. I mean, I, I think you, you mentioned it. Like, you, you see you guys, Mike and John, in, in the rink, and it's, this is what it's all about. I mean, last year was a really tough year, I think, for everybody. And I think uh, different teams had different struggles with it. BC, for the most part, uh, you know, it was business as usual. They didn't have any shutdowns. I know uh, I, my close friend, Albie O'Connell, BU, just had a wicked time of it, uh, trying to get everything going. But, um, you know, no fans in the rink was tough, and I think that, you know, from what we do, not being in the rink at times was tough to call games and, you know, kind of to pass that message along to the fans. But I think this year, I don't care if you're wearing a mask or whatever, you know, to be in the buildings. And we've played in some... BC's crowds have been unbelievable. Uh, they, they've been really unbelievable, and I haven't seen anything like it. You know, you, How many are they drawing? The place holds close to 8,000. Yeah, so they had, I think they had a sold out 8,300 against Northeastern. And then I think against uh, Denver and Colorado College, it was 6,800 and then 6,500. That's pretty good because you figure Northeastern's got a sense of people there as well. But now you get two schools from uh, West, right? And they still draw well. Well, what I've seen, and this is my hypothesis, is that you usually see that crowd for BCBU just because it's, you know, a, you know, a, you know, a rivalry game. But these students, and, and I'm sure Merrimack is the same way, the students are starved for something to do. And with last year being in their dorms and doing classes remote, even though they're on campus and not being able to interact with student body, the students have been flowing into the Conti Forum. And the BC's not always been a uh, you know a really kind of a 
good student environment at times, but this year has just been exceptional, and the students have really kind of come out and support, and if you know this Conti Forum, they have a student section behind each net, and then up where, where we are, and that's just been slam full every time, and I think that's a, it's a great environment, and it, you know, to go back to your point about TNT, like college hockey is an exciting game, so you have school, uh, kids who have gone to school here in the Northeast, maybe they haven't seen a hockey game, because the freshman year they are locked in their dorms, it was a good product. They put on a good show, and I think that they'll come back if it's if it's exciting. And it was. I gotta ask you, as a former player too. You know, we had that last year where virtually all the games were played without any sort of fans whatsoever, right? I mean, I think at least from our standpoint, we kind of forgot it after after a little while, and just you know, pay attention to the uh, to the action on the ice. But how much of a, of an impact, how much of a difference does it make when you get the fans in the building versus you know when they're not? And so to a certain extent, I felt like okay, yeah, it seems like hockey is usual, right? But in some ways, it so what's your take on it? Well, my take is always the same thing. And everybody asks, like, you know, when you play in a national championship game, when the building's full, or if you play in an empty building, you know, once the puck drops, it's hockey, right? And you're, you've are got your responsibilities, and you got to do your thing. But certainly, I was the guy that really fed off a crowd, like wanted to get the crowd into it, whether it's a big hit. But you, you really recognize what a crowd meant to a hockey game last year when, you know, you, the kids, you did, the, one team would score a goal, and you'd hear each individual was, yeah, yeah, like that. Like, but, you know, the, you want to feel off the crowd or you want to take the crowd out of it if you're the road team and I thought it was very unique I, I really really saw it at, uh, at the NCAA level because they had limited attendance and it was just there was no ambiance and that's supposed to be when it's you know it, they didn't do the bean pot last year which is obviously a crowd friendly crowd centric game but it kind of it, it was it was a shame but hey you gotta do what you gotta do this is my first pandemic so I'm still getting acclimated to it my next pandemic is gonna be all about health there, there you go <laughs> well let's talk about let's talk some hockey right let's yeah. talk about this BC team uh, really impressed with uh, you know what, especially the upperclassmen they do for BC. I mean, you have such talent in the underclass last year, and guys who left early, right? You know, for good reason, right? You know, I mean, tremendous players. You needed some of these other guys, right? Them and also the transfers. I think you know to step up the veterans, the, ex- the guys with experience to step up this year, and that's what they've done. Yeah, they have been, and then BC seniors have been uh, you know th- their leaders. Obviously, you start with Mark McLaughlin, who's a two-year captain. He's been an absolute force. Uh, whether it's penalty killing, blocking shots, scoring big goals. Jack McBain was just named uh, the Hockey's Player of the Month uh, for October. He's been outstanding this season. Uh, Patrick Giles is another guy, although he just took a stupid penalty, uh, he's been a guy that's really good. And BC being strong in the middle with McBain, McLaughlin, and Giles, that makes them, that makes them go. I, I think you know the, the underclassmen have to step up. I think that's where BC has had a little pitfall this year, is not getting a lot out of the sophomores and freshmen. You know, Having said that, Michael Plasma, the freshman, just scored his first goal of the, the season earlier today. And then uh, Trevor Kuntar, who's a sophomore, uh, scored a big goal last weekend in Vermont. So if those underclassmen can start carrying their weight offensively, and then you talked on a big thing uh, this season, it's the transfers, right? That's kind of thrown a, a wrench into everybody's plans because BC's got a lot of them. And you mentioned that for, for BC, when you have those kids leave like you do, like the New Hooks and the Boldies and everybody, and you know that they're not going to be there for four years, but you hope you maybe get three years out of them, but then they'll be able to kind of backfill them with experienced guys, um, I think will be beneficial for Boston College. Now, having said that, Brandon Cruz is a transfer from Bowling Green coming into this season. Everybody's like, this is a point-per-game guy. Right now he has one goal, three assists. Like, so it 
it's kind of a tough situation for those kids to come in and try and get acclimated to a new environment. You know, who am I going to play with? How does this guy react? So it's very interesting. But you see it across the board as Merrimack does. Everybody's in the same boat with the transfers and everything like that. I'm not a big fan of it just because, you know, I, I think, you know, you stick it out. But I also understand where these kids, if they're not in the best situation, you know, you shouldn't, you know, be uh, unhappy where you are. Maybe there's a situation that's going to work better for you. But it's just kind of, it's alarming how many people are doing it every year and the kind of the reshuffling of the deck. It's kind of crazy to me. I'm interested to see what's going to happen after this year because, you know, the one-time transfer, it looks yeah. like it's here to stay, right? But at the same time, this year you had, you know, you had that going into effect in combination, like year, yeah. right, the fifth year, right? So a lot of guys said, you know what, I did my four years. Yeah. I'm going to go play somewhere else. How often is a guy going to leave now after one or two years? Yeah. You know, Some guys still will, right? But as many as this year, I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, I, I think that, and this is going to be sound odd coming from me, but uh, I talked to some of the Bowling Green kids, and believe it or not, there's an academic reason behind it, right? These guys have found a master's program that works for them, that they're involved with at Boston College. That, And for me, academically, I'm, I just found out BC has a library. <laughs> It's crazy. So everything was hockey related to me. But if they, it, like for those kids who are academically driven and they're they're trying to get ahead on their masters, like that's remarkable on them to do it. Andy, thanks as always. We appreciate it. What are you doing other than this? Uh, doing any coaching or anything? Just doing some modeling, male modeling. You know, <laughs> no, I'm running. I got three kids. I'm here. I'm here twice a week at Merrimack for the Islanders. I got uh, two kids involved in the Islanders program, so I'm, I'm always in the ranks. Great. Well, best of luck to them. Certainly, best of luck to you guys as well. Great to see you again. Hopefully, it continues this way. We'll talk to you again down the road. Yeah. Thank you. I Scotty Borak is a great guy. I wish uh, him and the Merrimack program all the best. Thanks, Andy. Uh, best of luck to you and Jerry York as well. Uh, we'll talk to you again. Thanks, guys. All right, Andy Powers, our guest here in the first intermission from BC Radio. Our score after one is BC 2 and Merrimack nothing. Back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.